Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hey guys, welcome back to the podcast. Today, I'm going to share with you a discussion that my business partner, my good friend Jason Greystone, and I had on the Trader Coffee break about understanding why you want to trade and what you should think about before getting into trading. That's a very important and underrated concept since most people kind of jump into something with this kind of false impression and, and let's just say aren't really prepared to dedicate themselves the way that they need to dedicate themselves. So check it out and hope you enjoy. Lots of stuff going on in the market. Like there was a big move on Sunday on the open and then there was, uh, you know, there was a move yesterday uh, evening and some of this morning as well. So... There's been lots of um, people a little bit shaken up. What I've seen is a couple of traders mentioned that they had made mistakes, broken their rules and all this kind of stuff because of these moves. And it kind of plays into what we thought we'd discuss in this session today. And that's like knowing why you're doing it. And I know this might seem, I don't know, obvious or it might be something you've just completely neglected. But we've spoken about the importance of really truly wanting to be a trader and having a bigger reason why you want to achieve it and we're going to talk about that a bit more today because lots of people find out when they get these big kind of FOMO runs and things like that that you don't actually want to be a trader you just want the money quickly <laughs> and uh, you start to reassess and reevaluate why you got into it in the first place because every time you break your rules you're, you're basically back to square one it's like what what point are you not going to break your rules like you've you've done it again so back to square one you know what's going to stop you next time and um a lot of it comes down to why you got into it in the first place so what are your thoughts akil where do we start with this one well i guess we'll start with this i have a confession to make i, I just recorded a trading coach podcast episode about this last night um, i don't know when it'll be out but at some point maybe if it makes the cut but I broke my rules this uh, Monday, it was. Right. Um, started trading a new strategy, um, something I've been working on for a while. Monday was the first trading day of the new quarter, which I like to start new on quarters. And it was just out of kind of pure laziness, right? We've been, this is a little bit off topic, we've been sucked into doing the same thing so long that we're pretty mechanical in how we trade. We open up the markets, we look for the same thing, we execute it. And with something new, I basically forgot to kind of double check. I assumed that, oh, I don't break the rules anymore. This is this. And later on found out it was a, a slight break. Uh, a candle was one pip lower than I thought, which gave an invalid signal, but I didn't double check it. I just kind of, ah, it looks close enough and went for it. And it just shows you that it happens to the, the veterans, the professionals as well. Um, the difference is though, like you mentioned, instead of kind of you know, I, I guess the, the the pain there isn't. Oh, I I I ended up losing money on the trade. Is I I lost money on the trade because I broke the rules. It's no, it's breaking the rules and understanding that we're supposed to be process driven and we're not in here just to make a, a quick buck. That we're in here for the good and the bad of trading. 
And the reason for that is bigger than money. And, and when the reason is bigger than money, you start paying attention to more than money in the market. And you kind of start focusing on the right things. Yeah. Um, so just want to add that on because I, I think it's important for the viewers out there to hear that. Hey, like we, we mess up too. Um, yeah. Everyone messes up, but yeah. it's, it's how we handle it. And, and, and part of that is what we're, we're driven off of. And, you know, I, I think many traders, like you said, start off being driven by money. Yeah. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that because you kind of, it's, it's a, a natural thing we're used yeah. to. Like we're every, you said it time and time again, right? Everything we do in the world is kind of like, Hey, do this to get money, get good grades in school so you can get a job and get money. Oh, I want this. I need money. Um, money is kind of the, the centerpiece of everything, right? But how do we, how do we break that mold? How do we, yeah. especially if you're in a need for money, um, yeah. how do you kind of put yourself in the mindset that money can't be everything? Yeah, I, I was just having a conversation with someone just now, just before this about starting businesses and whether you want to start a performance business or a lifestyle business. And we basically said like the first thing is admitting that you're starting it for money and freedom, right? And that's you need to accept that that's what you're doing it for um which i think most traders can accept that i think with business owners is a little bit different they struggle to ask for the sale and they want to give everything yeah. away for free and they become a charity rather than a you know but with traders it's it's very money driven so accept that and then the second thing is don't like think that this big reason has to be like some profound earth-shattering thing just think about what scenario you want your life to be like what does that look like so for me the big reason is just being able to get up every day and do whatever i want you know whatever i choose to do have the freedom of choice i can plan my days i can plan my holidays i can plan whatever i want and if i don't want to do something i won't do it and i'll do something else and that is the big reason to me that means a lot being able to chop and change and choose my life and not say no to my kids and not say no if we need to go and do on a family thing that's a big reason you know that's a big enough reason now what came out of the conversation with me and seb we were just talking about back then is your why does change for some people like some people want to build a performance-based business dealing with hundreds of staff and building systems and getting investment and that's away from your family. That's not freedom. Like you're in the you're in the midst, and that's great. There's people that want to do that, but there's some people. Well, that's the idea of hell. And you know what I'm getting at is you might have one uh, big big goal where you want the freedom, but then that might shift. You might want to build a performance business. You might want to be away from your family, and you want to be up to something and get your hands dirty a little bit more. Um, and then that's the kind of transition that you go through when you think i'm not putting everything into my trading anymore why you know oh because my values have changed my motivations change what i want to challenge i want a bigger challenge i want to go and do something else and i'm not really concentrating as much as i used to so those kind of things and it's all about how you live your life i i think yeah it's interesting you say that because you you it's 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 funny because many of us are i guess we're either worried about being too selfish or maybe not selfish enough and you look at reasons like you said like hey i want to wake up and just do whatever i want whenever i want and you would think of that as a very selfish reason and i think so many people are out there 
you know, selfishness gets this bad rep where it's like, oh, you're being selfish, Jason. You only care about you. In reality, it's like, and you may not want to hear this, like we have to care about ourselves first, right? This is our life. This is our family and friends who are a part of our life. We have to take care of ourselves before we could be in any position to take care of others. I I remember something I got into trouble with um, when I was, when I was younger is, you know, I've always been brought up like, you know, you give back to charity and and stuff like that, whether it's, you know, your, your time or money. And, you know, when I first started making a little bit of money, not, you know, still struggling, whatever, I started making these massive donations to charitable uh, things that I cared about because like, I thought that's what we had to do. And at the same time, I'm struggling to pay the bills. <laughs> and it's like, I, I had to sit back, but and, but it was, I guess the, the message that was bred on me is like, hey, there are people worse off in the world than you, right? Yeah. So it is selfish for me to take my check and invest it or buy myself something nice. Um, I should give it away. And in giving it away, I was hurting myself. And it took a while to realize like, wait, wait a minute, the best way if I ever want to make any type of impact, because I'm giving like a couple hundred dollars away, which I mean, anything is anything to charities, but in the bigger scheme, it's not really doing that much. If I really want to be at a position where I can give and help on a bigger level, I have to handle myself first, put myself in a position where I have this, uh, this, this excess income and now I can make actual, you know, dents in things that I care about. So there's nothing wrong with being selfish at all. Now there is a, I'm sure there's a fine line you don't want to, you don't want to cross. But I think we do have to think about what do we want, what do we want our life to be like, what do we want to protect, and yeah. I think we need to handle that first before we do the other stuff. Yeah, yeah. And here's what I would suggest if if you're struggling with this, because a lot of people think it's like not important or woo-woo or, you know, it's the whole selfish first thing is so important. And a lot of people talk about, think about a big goal, think about a big dream. Well, think about it in two ways, right? Think about like, one, what would you love to do every day if you didn't have to work? Like, what would you love to do every single day if you wasn't even being paid to do it, okay? Second of all, think... So once you've thought about all the things that you'd really want your life to encompass, what would you not want in your life? Like, having to ask permission to go on holiday or watch your kids at a school show or having to ask permission to go and spend time with your family who's on their deathbed or something like that, right? Or, you know... What wouldn't you want in your life? Low security, bad neighborhood, um, you know, danger. What what wouldn't you want in your life? And then combine the two, right? And then try and link all the reasons that trading will help you get that life. And that's how you align trading with your your big why. It's like, okay, so if I list 50 reasons on how trading is going to help me get the thing that I want and remove me away from the things that I don't want, how many reasons can I list out? And if you have that as an affirmation, that is basically your why. That is your reason why you want to trade. And if you keep doing that, and I recommend you do that on a yearly basis, um, see if it changes. You know, see if it changes, be aware of the changes, and then you'll be on top of your emotions when you start cheating on your trades and you think well hang on 
I suppose it isn't as important to me as it was last year because I'm a bit of financial situations change. I've got an inheritance. Uh, you know, things change that that shift your motivation in trading, right? Okay, I see it all the time. See people fall off. See people come back. Yeah, I, I think that's brilliant. I, I really like the idea of um, writing that stuff down so you actually see it and, and having that, you know, what do I want to do? What do I not want doing? And then kind of game planning, like, okay, how can I remove this, right? It, it's no different than what we do in the markets with trading where we're looking for, you know, what is helpful to my strategy? What is unhelpful to my strategy? How can I remove more of my mistakes and do- How can you for, lose less, right? Yes, how can, how can, I, how can I lose less? less? Yeah. It's yeah. fantastic. Um, and, and I guess another thing that's interesting with your why, and, and you talk about the why changing and whatnot, is that, you know, the, the sacrifices that we make are different over time as, as well. Um, you, you think about, I go back to my story as a newer trader, and I was investing 18 hours a day, uh, 12 to 18 hours a day studying on the charts, because at the very beginning, I had to get that momentum going. I had to do as much as possible, invest all my time into learning how to trade because I was really, 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 really bad. And I needed to kind of shorten that learning curve as much as possible. And there was a, a point in my trading where, you know, I, I got older, I got more experience and, you know, I had kids, kids was a big thing. And I stopped investing so much time. And then part of me is like, man, like, well, wait a minute, you became a successful trader because you were doing 18 hours a day. You got to keep doing 18 hours a day. And one, you learn how to be more productive and, and more efficient with your time. That's that's a that's a big thing I've learned from you and I'm still working on it to get the same amount done in less amount of time with less energy, you know, automation and delegation, all that fun stuff and it's just being more efficient and less distracted. But there also comes a time where I started saying no to stuff where it's like, you know, hey, could I trade this? I was talking to um Kevin on the on the chat the other Kevin day Fee. he was talking about yeah he was he back tested this strategy he did it 24 hours a day and we we're talking to him and I was like I was like Kevin are you actually gonna trade or he's actually he was asking do I need to or should I have done this I'm like well do you plan on trading 24 hours a day and I'm like he's like well no and I'm like well there's nothing wrong in doing it you're acquiring more information but you didn't really need to test 12 o'clock at night and he's like well but what if you saw that 12 o'clock at night or, you know, whatever time you're asleep was the best time to trade the market? Like the stats were absolutely amazing and it, it trumped everything else you did. He said, Akil, would you trade it? I said, no, but why not? You're giving up profit. Well, yes, I am. I'm, I'm giving up profit, but by waking up at whatever time I need to wake up, spending all night and then I have that sleep during the day, I'm sacrificing all of the reasons for why I'm trading just to make a little bit more money. Right. I can make money trading the way I do trade. Maybe I make more doing it this way. But at this point in my career, the, the balance of making more money doesn't outweigh the balance of, like you said, spending time with kids, spending time with the family, um, you know, being able to do whatever I want. I would be completely miserable, you know, trying to adjust my behavior to trade 12 o'clock at night. So, you know, but at the same time, if you would have asked me that and I did this, you know, you know, 15 years ago when I first started, I actually tried waking up 12 o'clock and I remember. trading that London Open and stuff. whatnot. And yeah, and it just, it ruined me mentally and physically. I was a mess. Um, and so I, I've learned that it just isn't worth it. But those priorities can change. Again, going back, as you become successful, you're allowed to become a little bit more selfish. You're allowed to be like, hey, I, I will no longer sacrifice this for this. I, 
a couple years ago? Sure. Now, no. And you've earned that right to do that. Of course. And, and yeah, I would look at it this way. Instead of calling yourself selfish, think of it this way. The more empowered you become in every area of life, the less people dictate what you do in that area of life. The less people can push you around in that area of life. You get empowered in your finances. People don't tell where to put your money anymore, right? You get empowered in your health and fitness. People don't bully you for being overweight and all this kind of stuff anymore. You, you know, you empower yourself in your body. You learn martial arts. People don't pick on you anymore, right? Same mm-hmm. with everything. Same with business. Same with wealth building. Same with relationships. You have a 20 year marriage. No one's going to be digging you out about you're a poor husband. You've got a terrible marriage and all that kind of stuff, right? You empower yourself. These things disappear. So you become a better trader. You rely on others less. You become more about you. And the more you find you, the happier you'll be and the happier everyone around you'll be because what good are you if you're waking up a misery every day uh, and like bickering at your kids and shouting at your kids and arguing with the wife or the husband all the time? You know, it's, it's, that's not what it's about. So uh, accept you're on this journey for you and as a byproduct of you being better in, in your life, everything around you will be better as a result, as a byproduct. So remember that. And um, yeah, I love that. I love, I, I think that's a nice way to kind of wrap up the kill. Mm-hmm. I think, uh, have you got anything else to say? No, no, we made it through knock on wood, saving your voice. So that's, uh, that's a good, that's a good thing. I've done a whole packet of, uh, of lockets during this. Nearly. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yeah. Swear by them. We're not sponsored by lockets, but these, these not, yet. <laughs> <laughs> not yet. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, look, if you enjoyed that, tune in next week. Please share this around as well. We've surpassed a thousand subscribers now, so on to 5,000. And um, mm-hmm. if you're getting value from this, we really would appreciate if you go and share it and let us know what topics you want to discuss. Hope you guys enjoyed. Hey, if you are a newer trader and you want kind of a blueprint of things to know about trading things to know that aren't often found other places on the internet they don't really sell them they aren't sexy make sure you check out the trader coffee break youtube channel you can check out the playlist on my youtube channel as well i recommend going through all of them they answer some very important questions that you need to ask yourself and you need to be aware of before you get started on your trading journey all right see you guys next episode